Hello, this is Anviti from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 22nd of September. Punjab Chief Minister Bhagwant Maan said today that his cabinet has decided to hold a regular session of the Legislative Assembly on September 27th. This comes a day after Punjab Governor Banwari Lal Purohit withdrew his order summoning a special assembly session that was supposed to take place today. The session was requested by the Bhagwant Maan-led Aam Army Party government to move a confidence motion. Today, Maan convened an emergency meeting of the Aam Army Party MLAs and later the cabinet. Following the meeting, Aam Army Party MLAs held a peace march from Vidhan Sabha to Raj Bhavan to protest against the governor's orders. Citing unnamed sources, Indian Express reported that the Punjab government is willing to move the Supreme Court if permission is denied again. The governor's decision received severe criticism from top Aam Army Party leaders like Delhi CM and Party Supremo Arvind Kejriwal. The Delhi CM raised questions on the intentions of the governor and proper functioning of democracy as the special session was called by the cabinet. How can the governor refuse a session called by the cabinet? Then democracy is over, Kejriwal tweeted. Aap leaders have alleged poaching attempts by BJP to topple the government in Punjab as a part of what the Aam Army Party claims to be BJP's Operation Lotus. The Aam Army Party leadership wanted to prove that their house was intact through a confidence motion in the Assembly. Kejriwal claimed that as they could not poach the MLAs, a call came from the higher-ups asking to withdraw the permission. Today, there is the Constitution on one side and Operation Lotus on the other side in the country, he added. After the BMC denied permission to both Shiv Sena factions in Maharashtra to hold a Dashara rally at Mumbai Shivaji Park, the matter will now be heard at the court tomorrow. In a letter to Dadar MLA, Sada Sarvankar, the BMC wrote that permission for holding the rally was sought by both the groups and the permission was denied, citing security reasons, as this could lead to a political clash and law and order situation. The two Shiv Sena factions that emerged after the dissolution of Mahavikas Aghadi government are led by former Chief Minister Uddhav Thakre and current Chief Minister Eknath Shinde. Both claimed to be the real Shiv Sena and both wanted to carry out the Dashera rally at Shivaji Park on October 5th. Though no official statement has been released by the Shinde faction of the party, Thakre's side is taking the matter to the court. Thakre, who technically remains Shiv Sena chief, has gone to the High Court for permission to hold the October 5th rally. The hearing is expected to take place tomorrow. Thakre has been asserting that the rally will certainly be held at the venue that's synonymous with fiery speeches of his late father and party founder Bal Thakre. It should be noted that Shinde's faction, which is recognised as the Shiv Sena inside the Assembly, wanted the same venue as it also claims Bal Thakre's original legacy of Hindutva and Marathi pride. The same reasons Shinde had given while splitting from the party led by Uddhav Thakre. According to news agencies, Shinde's camp does have a backup plan, as it has permission for a ground in Bandra Kurla complex. However, Thakre's faction is all in on Shivaji Park. Union Home Minister Amit Shah today held a meeting regarding the rates on houses and offices of the Popular Front of India. Officials said action against terror suspects were believed to have been discussed at the meeting. 
नेशनल सिक्योरिटी एडवाइजर अजीत दोवल यूनियन होम सेक्रेटरी अजय भल्ला एंड डायरेक्टर जनरल ऑफ नेशनल इन्वेस्टिगेशन एजेंसी दिनकर गुप्ता वर अमंग द टॉप ऑफिशियल्स हु अटेंडेड द मीटिंग ऑल्सो टुडे महाराष्ट्र एंटी टेररिज्म स्क्वाड लॉन्च्ड एन ऑपरेशन एंड कंडक्टेड सर्चेज एट ट्वेल्व प्लेसेज इन द स्टेट इंक्लूडिंग पुणे एंड मुंबई This move comes as NIA and the Enforcement Directorate launched nationwide anti-terror raids against the PFI. According to officials, the Maharashtra ATS also arrested 20 people associated with the PFI. The early morning operation by the Maharashtra ATS were conducted in Aurangabad, Pune, Kolhapur, Bid, Parbhani, Nanded, Jalgaon, Jalna, Malegaon, Navi Mumbai, Thane and Mumbai. Citing an unnamed senior officer from the ATS, news agencies reported that four offences have been registered in Mumbai, Nashik, Aurangabad, and Nanded. Under various sections of the Indian Penal Code sections, including Section 153A, 121A, 109, 120B, and UAPA Section 13-1B, for indulging in unlawful activities, promoting enmity amongst communities. and for conspiring to wage war against the state meanwhile in their nationwide searches this morning the ed and nia searched houses of pfi state and district level leaders across 10 states over their alleged involvement in terror activities around 100 people have been detained so far according to news agencies the officials termed the searches as the quote unquote largest ever investigation process till date At least ten places in Bengaluru and other parts of Karnataka, including the residence of PFI State President Nazir Pasha, were a part of NIA's probe. Listeners, our daily news cycles in India often contain headlines related to communal violence in the country, often with inflammatory and sensational language. But this time around, it is the country that is grieving the loss of its queen that is churning out headlines related to Hindutva mobs. and hindu muslim clashes this comes after vandalism of a temple and hindu religious symbols in leicester following pro hindutva mobilization and sloganeering around muslim businesses in the east midland city so what events led to this situation read my colleague aban usmani's report titled what happened in leicester and did indian media play a role on newslaundry.com to find out how for sections of indian media It was only a story of one community's victimhood and another's demonization. If you like this report and want more ground reports, exclusive podcasts and videos, consider subscribing to News Laundry. News Laundry is a completely ad-free platform. We don't take ads from governments or corporations, which means our journalism isn't shaped by the pressures of advertiser money. If you want to be a part of our ad-free model and support independent journalism, Go to newslaundry.com and click on the red subscription button at the top right corner. Subscription plans begin from as low as rupees 300 a month. Pay to keep news free. The Indian rupee hit a record low early this morning while the US dollar climbed to a two decade high. The domestic currency fell 42 paise to a fresh all-time low of 80.38 against the US dollar in early trade. with former numbers at 80.48 against the US dollar just after hitting 80.487 the dollar's record high came after the US Federal Reserve hiked interest rates and projected a more aggressive policy path in the current tightening cycle 
IFA Global Research Academy said that given the broad dollar strength, the Reserve Bank of India too may look to revise its intervention function. While the US dollar saw its highest rise in nearly 20 years, the Australian, New Zealand, Canadian, Singaporean and Chinese currencies fell to two-year lows. Meanwhile, the value of the British pound fell to its lowest level in 37 years. David Croy, a strategist at Australia and New Zealand Banking Group, told Bloomberg that the market has clearly sided with the US dollar, which offers better carry and safe haven appeal as downside US and global growth fears percolate. Russia's escalation of its war with Ukraine and tensions between Beijing and Taiwan are affecting global currency rates with such intense rises and falls against the US dollar, according to Bloomberg. Following Russia's first reservist mobilization since the World War II, the euro sank to a 20-year record low of 0.98 against the US dollar. The development comes almost a week after the World Bank warned of a recession reaching developing economies as early as 2023 and later developing into a global recession. A day after Russian President Vladimir Putin announced a partial mobilization of forces, news outlets and journalists said on Twitter that airlines have stopped selling tickets to Russian men between the ages of 18 and 65 as fears of martial law grips the nation. Following Putin's announcement on Wednesday, Russia's defense minister, Sergei Shoigu, claimed that 300,000 men could be called up to serve. Direct flights to cities in nearby countries of Armenia, Georgia, Azerbaijan and Kazakhstan were reportedly sold out for Wednesday. Turkish Airlines said on its website that flights to Istanbul, which has become an important travel hub to and from Russia, were fully booked until Saturday, as citizens attempt to flee the country. At the same time, around 1,400 anti-war protesters were detained in 38 Russian cities, including Moscow and St. Petersburg, following the announcement of the partial mobilization, Al Jazeera reported. There is also a possibility that a referendum will be held in the provinces of Luhansk and Donetsk later this week to allow Putin to officially annex those parts of Ukraine and make it official Russian territory, Fortune reported. Meanwhile, Ukraine revealed that 215 Ukrainian and foreign citizens have been released by Russia in a prisoner exchange, including fighters who led the defense of Mariupol's Azovstal steelworks that became an icon of Ukrainian resistance, The Guardian reported. Whereas Russia received 55 prisoners, including Viktor Medvedchuk, a former Ukrainian lawmaker and now an ally of Putin, accused of high treason in his country. The swap is reportedly the biggest exchange between the warring sides since the start of Russia's invasion in February, AFP reported. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on wherever you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.